Today, we are speaking with Luki Forbes. Luki Forbes is a community activist, leader, and an entrepreneur. Today, Luki is here to give us a recap on Clean Sleep. Please welcome my guest, Mr. Forbes. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I'm here to speak on Clean Sleep. So, Luki, how is the fight for Clean Slate going in Troy? The reasoning why they are reluctant to is because of the belief that the actual state bill will pass next year. So it's really kind of like because you believe that the bill is going to pass next year, you don't want to sign the resolution. It kind of really defeats the purpose. Now, the point of us going around doing this moral tour is simply that, getting the different municipalities to agree and moral that clean slate is needed and to apply that um, the actual pressure to our state assembly and Senate. Right now, Troy's representative, John McDonald, isn't signed on. And he has the, um, he's one of those people who actually listens to his municipalities as well as his constituents. And there's a large amount of people in Troy that not only will benefit from Clean Slate, but have been calling from Clean Slate since the beginning of the introduction of the bill. Mm, okay, so... You mentioned that you guys are on tour. I'm to assume that means you, um, you know, I follow you on social media. So you've been <laughs> going to Washington, D.C., you know, talk about it. So, yeah, um, Clean Slate is is definitely something that we've been traveling across the state of New York about. Now, my trip to Washington, D.C. was for a different. Um, however, the more um, the moral tour that I'm referring to is how we've been traveling across the state to different municipalities. Last month, we had got Newburgh, Poughkeepsie, and Ellingsville to pass resolutions. This month, we've just got Columbia County to agree to pass a resolution, a, a proclamation for us. They're going to be submitting a proclamation in the, the county of Columbia. That was actually a proclamation coming out of the Public Safety Committee as well. So it was like really a good victory there. And just seeing the moral of Columbia's County Public Safety and ruling for this proclamation um, through the county is really, is really interesting and really cool. Also, we have a resolution coming up in Beacon. We have one coming up in Saratoga and one coming up in Schenectady. So again, this is something that started last year and we got them passed in Albany, Hudson, New York, Buffalo. Uh, so tell me, what made you want to start this bill? You know, I know yourself, you have a, um, a certain past. So did would you say that impacted, you know, you wanting to start this bill? The day that I heard that Clean Slate existed um, really made me want to get involved. I'm someone who I, I have a case since I was 15 years old. That was when I got convicted. And this case that after serving seven years in prison, after completing my time off parole, um, I'm still I still had this case pop up on my criminal background. Mm -hmm. um, I remember trying to apply for jobs and I'll make it to the second interview and they will be ready to hire me. And as soon as that criminal background check came, it would just disqualify me immediately. Um, the same thing for trying to apply for housing, different licenses. Um, I've gotten into real estate at points of time. Um, and it really, I couldn't get into real estate how I wanted to because I can't get my real estate license because of a felony. And again, I was convicted at the age of 15 years old. 
I was denied my youth offender status. So the only way for me to honestly be able to benefit from sealing is if clean slate is passed because other forms of sealing that currently do exist, I don't meet the criteria like most of New Yorkers don't meet the criteria. Um, legitimately, like 1% of the people that have criminal backgrounds may fit the criteria to be able to um, benefit from the current ceiling. Don't quote me on the exact number, but it really is that low. And um, we really need more, especially when a criminal background excludes people from access to housing, education, and employment. And again, the things that I just stated that was my personal barriers were those. And that not only um, like affects the recidivism rate, but it also affects the overall crime rate. So it's important that we're not limiting people's access to these resources, especially years after the crime was committed remains. So yeah, um, my own personal case, my own personal dealing with this has gotten me involved. And it's really to not only help myself, but also the generational effects that this has. Because when a person is excluded from access to these resources, so are their children. That's why a child born in poverty remains in poverty. A child born with a parent with a criminal background most likely develops one themselves. We have to break this system, um, this, this current cycle of just putting people back into the system. It's not the best way. It's not the way that works. Very well said. Um, very well said. I agree. Uh, so um, there are so many barriers that are put on people who, you know, make one mistake and are truly trying to change their lives. So I definitely agree with that there. So have you reached out to other leaders within the community, um, such as Deacon Jerry Ford um, and other community members, you know, Stephen Figueroa, you know, people that are heavily deep involved, you know, with the, with helping out the youth and making sure like you know criminal activity goes down yes um i reached out to deacon ford to also try to get him involved he has um actually on one of the days where we were in the common council um speaking about it he was actually hit by a car on his way there mm-hmm. and that has actually um kept him out of like attending certain events around it but he is also someone who is heavily in supportive of it because he also has a criminal background himself mm-hmm. steven figueroa um is the person who sponsored it however um since sponsoring it we're just we're hoping um, that he continues to keep this as an active part of his campaign and does not um lose sight of his constituents who are who have criminal backgrounds, who support his campaign, who want him to really take their issues forward. Especially, like you said, there are a lot of there's a lot of violence going on in Troy right now. There's a lot of things going on in Troy right now that is this is generational. These are things that we can't ignore. And as we are actively trying to make sure that we are addressing it at this moment, Clean Slate can help us address it at the root. And all that we need is this resolution 
So I'm hoping that he keeps this as a part of his campaign and at, that he continues to carry the voices of his constituents who have criminal backgrounds in the city of Troy who are trying to do all that they can to provide for themselves and their families mm-hmm. and really just get back into society. Now, why don't you tell us about your event? You know, I know you have an event coming up. So our event is going to be a town hall. We're going to be at the Oakwood Community Center, which is at 313 10th Street, Troy, New York. Zip code is 12180. And that is being switched from our old location, which would have been at Troy School 2. But now we're at the Oakwood Community Center. It's going to be at 6 p.m. on November 1st. It's an hour discussion, so we end at 7 p.m. And on our panel, who we have um, speaking, we have Peter Cook with the New York State Council of Churches. We have Brian from Citizen Action. We have Sam Fine, who's an Albany County legislator, who actually helped um, pass the resolution, I'm sorry, the proclamation in Albany County last year. We also have Benjamin Roundtree, who's formerly incarcerated and an active community member in Troy. Wow. All right. Well, well, that is really good to hear. You know, I'm excited to see what you do with the Clean Slate um, Act and, you know, how you end up getting it passed around all these counties. Just the fact that you've been able to do it within a year, you know, um, (laughs) seriously, all these, all these counties are getting behind it. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to see the work that you do within the community. So folks can always reach out to us. um, And you can email me at civil rights at HudsonCatscaleHousing.org if you want to learn more. That's civil.rights at HudsonCatscale.org. So HudsonCatscaleHousing.org. This was great. I thank you for coming on the show. You know, you're always welcomed at HMM. We appreciate you and all the work you've done within the community and the work you're going to continue to do. And just thank you so much. Do you have any final words? I appreciate you all. And it's not just me. There's a coalition of people that is involved and we're activating people across the state. So every time we get a new person, it's a new fighting body in this fight for progression and liberation of all people. So it's 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 everyone and every person that even shares a post is contributing to each and every action that we do. So I appreciate everyone for joining us and I appreciate you for sharing our message and what we're doing. And thank you for always being there when we do want, when we do have a message to share.